0: Asia Tech Podcast, voice of the Asian tech ecosystem. Hello, and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast Stories. My name is Graham Brown, joined in the ATP virtual studio by Jangan Lee, who's the founder of Momentum Works. Jangan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: So I like this about your description. You describe yourself quite intriguingly as an entrepreneur across emerging markets so what's all that about what, what are you talking about emerging markets exactly
1: <laughs> yeah so um so the interesting part here is that um, we are living in a world where uh, there's lots of growth in in different markets and uh, and personally i'm quite intrigued by by, by the dynamics the culture the um, the the differences in different markets and, uh, and and the ability to actually break into each market, work with locals, and uh, and make something great out of it, and make everyone mm-hmm. happy. So, Excellent. so yeah, so. So um over the past few years i've um i've I've spent two years with Rocket internet and uh, i've um I've worked in six markets across Southeast Asia, and before that when i was uh, when I was in my previous life, I also worked in India and had had a student in mexico so so yeah, so love this uh diversity
0: yeah i I think it's worth sharing with the listeners. Something interesting about you. How many languages do you speak? I think this has to be a record for somebody on the show. I'm looking at your <laughs> your profile. It says here you speak seven languages.
1: <laughs> sure. So, um... I come from somewhere outside Shanghai, so there's a dialect which is um, which is which is transitional between Chinese Shah- and Mandarin, right. and uh, I obviously speak Mandarin, which is uh, which is the national language of China. So I lived in Hong Kong for two and a half years, where I picked up Cantonese, and I uh, lived in Paris for a while. Well. Where, I mean, I had to speak French to, to deal with people. And, um, uh, while I was in Paris, I had these three amazing neighbors who were from Spain and who didn't speak English or French. So, <laughs> <because of> French.
0: <laughs> wow. You just picked it up. But you also speak, I mean, you were with, um, Food Panda as well. And you speak, you, was that in, Southeast Asia was that in Malaysia because I know you speak Malay and Indonesian as well.
1: I, I I do I do because lots of the work we do now in is in uh, Indonesia and uh, but for Indonesian I'm. St- Still trying to get up to speed with right. uh, with business conversations. I mean, usual stuff. I mean, going out to the street, ordering stuff. I mean, and get, getting around and have, having like a casual chit chat. That's not a problem. But uh, but since we've been building few ventures, I mean, some of the business discussions are actually really tough for me. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you're doing mm. business in a foreign language, that's something else, isn't it? It's very different from yeah. being able to talk about food or order food or talk about the weather, which is that very sort of comfortable. <coughs> Level of conversation. I mean, I say that because I speak English. I lived in Japan. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at Japanese. I've tried, Mm -hmm. I've lived in Spain, learned a bit of Spanish, but Mm -hmm. you can kind of get stuck, can't you, at that comfort level where you know everything about food. But Mm -hmm. if you try and talk about economics or philosophy, (laughs) Like soon, you shut down the conversation because you're just way out of your depth.
1: <laughs> and also, and also, we, we we talk about casual stuff like food, like you know, you know, scenery and stuff. You can lead the conversation. I mean, you don't yeah, have yeah. to focus on a particular area where you need to drive some results. I mean, if if yeah. you're stuck somewhere. Can perfectly, uh, it's perfectly possible for you to to just move to another direction where people are still okay to follow you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it goes a long way, doesn't it? Even just speaking mm. the basics, like to be mm. able to go to a country and uh, especially, you know, in the businesses that you've been in, to be able to relate to people and be able mm-hmm. to, you know, speak to them. A few words, it really opens people up, doesn't it? You, you know, it breaks down those barriers, which is really important if you're, you describe yourself as an entrepreneur across markets. Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more
1: at atp.show. Mm. And and there's one thing in particular which 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 I think is really interesting. I mean, I've I've spent lots of time dealing with um, regulators and, and and the government across right. different developing markets. And there's one thing which which always catches their attention, which is if you pronounce their names right in their native <laughs> tongue.
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, I was practicing Jiangnan Li off air, by the way, everybody. So it does make a difference. Hey, but yeah. so we're talking about momentum works, which mm-hmm. is uh your thing now i mean you describe mm. yourself as an accelerator and I, mm-hmm. I know you've described yourself as an accelerator you, you made a very interesting post a while back which caught my eye you said there are three hundred and thirty thousand tech accelerators i i don't know if you were joking <laughs> that was but, a while ago, yeah. right right yeah. that was a while i mean that must have been a year ago or something yeah, i don't know if you were joking or you actually did the research how did you arrive at that number
1: Oh, I didn't do any research. I was actually joking, but uh, <laughs> but but in the market there is actually a lot of um, mm. lot of people who are trying to um, help startups. I mean, in various uh, aspects. I mean, helping them with fundraising, helping them with the operations, helping them with uh, with how to do the you know, you know financial accounting, etc., etc. So so yeah, I think um, I think especially in, in many markets where uh, the government actually encourages this kind of stuff. Yeah. So 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 naturally, I mean, there's uh, there's ecosystem for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, with your own background as well. So you are from Shanghai, you're based in Singapore now, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, between those two cities, I think that's sort of 90% of the 330,000 that you talked about, right? I mean, those cities alone, (laughs) they they are two of the strongest cities for
1: um, accelerators in Asia, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, so we actually take things a little bit differently, and uh, and, and over the course of the last two years, we have um, we have sort of I, I wouldn't say pivot, but um, but changed our evolve our business model quite right. a bit. Because um, in the beginning, we we said, okay, we are a team. We came from Rocket Internet. We know how to run operations, and we know how to grow a comp- build a company from scratch and grow it to to be big. Mm-hmm. So, so, and also. When when I just left Rocket, I was invited by a few friends who just got their Series A or Series B funding to help them sort of fix their operations because they they made a the bottleneck. So mm-hmm. so so once you start, I mean, you're passionate about product, you, you you develop it, you talk to investors, you you get a team up to 10, 15 people. That's okay, but, uh, but afterwards, and you, you, start having all the problems with the, with the customers, with the operations, mm-hmm. with people. I mean, how to find the right people, how to find enough right people. So, so yeah. So, so we just, um, we just said, okay, we can help. And, uh, we put together some money from some friends who, who trusted us. And, uh, and then we went to hunt, um, hunt startups. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think That's... we hit, we hit a roadblock, uh, a few months down the road, because, um, because, um, because I think, um, I think just pure accelerator model is so, mm. so, some kind of, it's kind of stuck in between. So you don't have enough money to give people the full support. Mm. And you are not too deep. I mean, you don't own enough equity or, or whatever to, 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 to sort of make the effort of really going in deep with operations worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, the, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, how the accelerator model has evolved mm. is that there seems to be—I mean, there are sort of the early adopt—not the early adopters, but the first to markets. So, you I mean, obviously, people still are very aware of Y Combinator, and it carries mm. carries a lot of brand. Yeah. I think Y Combinator is, you know, like you say, a pure accelerator model, but because mm. of its brand and its its success track record. Mm-hmm. It, it is in itself something of value. And in the same way, like in Shanghai, you have China Accelerator and William Bean's, mm-hmm. um team there. Because mm-hmm. it was first, they mm-hmm. can kind of exist by being that pure accelerator, right? Because, you know, they have that brand awareness and attention. But for everybody else who's sort of come in the last, you know, at least five years, four years, whatever, then mm-hmm. it's a lot harder, isn't it? You have to kind of find that niche to offer something different.
1: Yes. And uh, the niche can be either you are really specialized in the industry, yet you know all the people who can open their doors to, yeah. to the companies that you bring, or you sort of move to either ends. You move towards pure VC, where mm. you just give the money, give a bit of guidance, and they off they run. And uh, they will come back to you for help if they want.
0: Right. Nice. And
1: uh, or you get a little bit deeper into operations. And you to actually take part in the intervention. You become like the part of the co founding team. Mm. So so we're taking a bit of both at the moment. <laughs> right, right. So you actually yeah. get
0: into the analytics and the the data and you know, you actually help them it probably in ways which startups aren't very good at, you know, that they don't have that sort of infrastructure and operations side of things which you seem to offer. If that's if that's kind of like where you're coming from, it seems like from my understanding of what you do. Yeah.
1: You know, you yeah 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 you know when we, we sort of made ourselves uh, flexible we said okay we have a bit of money for our investors and uh, and and we're fortunate that the investors didn't give us a mandate that you must do things this way and they said okay explore your worries so 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 it so really depends on who, who we meet and uh, we have instances where we meet some amazing individuals we said who want to build companies, but um, but uh, but there are like many missing pieces. So we said, okay, how about we come in, we put in the money, we build a team, and and you provide the sector expertise, and we form a joint venture. So so that has um, been done, and I think uh, I think one of the joint ventures just uh, just raised a, a significant uh, round of money. So so that that part is uh, at least for that venture is proven. Mm. So uh, is that course, public? How, uh, no I can't talk right. about it
0: until end of May but, okay. uh, but but I'll let you know yep excellent
1: so uh, I want to ask you I mean obviously you're,
0: you're from Shanghai you've got you, you've been all over you've lived all over the place as you say and you speak <clears> many languages <throat> you, you've gravitated towards Singapore as a base for your accelerator and I always wonder about that because you know the, the kind of startup well you take a typical startup so you know mm-hmm. two guys it doesn't have to be guys it could be girls but guys generically <laughs> you know the the these are maybe young guys. They are starting a business and they're bootstrapping the business. But, you know, living in Singapore, you're not going to get a lot of change out of $5,000 every month just for living expenses, right? So why mm-hmm. does it make sense to have a, a startup accelerator there? When Why not park it over the road in Johor Bahru, for example, where it's a lot cheaper to live?
1: Um <laughs> There's one problem that nobody else wants to, to, I mean, not nobody else, but nobody else in tech wants to live in Johor Bahru. So, right, so right. you can go there, you can rent something super cheap, but uh, good luck finding the talent who are, who are willing to move to Johor Bahru from Singapore with you. Mm-hmm. Or, move, or move from KL to Johor Bahru with you. So so that, that part is difficult. But um, over the course of the last 18 years, um, I came to Singapore for high school. And, uh, and, uh, I moved away from Singapore four times over mm. the last 18 years and eventually I came back. <laughs> so, so the good thing is that, uh, Singapore is really, really in in the middle of everything. So there's money, there's, um, there, there, there's, there's a great network, et cetera. And, uh, and, uh, and also I think, I think one thing people have to realize is that, uh, I mean, Singapore is not a place for scale. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's a good base. Absolutely. I think they are now
0: number one in the world for talent as well, attracting talent. It seems to rank very highly, like you say, like people are willing to
1: come to Singapore from Silicon Valley, as example, right? Yep, 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 yep. And uh, and and it's perfect place to to build a base with your tech lead, with the marketing lead. And but 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 of course we have to recognize that if you are doing a B two C business model, Singapore is pretty small. So so we actually have um, have an office in Jakarta and uh, we have a guy in Thailand. So and and uh, and the good thing about Singapore is that for all these places, it's just like an hour and a half or two hours flight. Yeah. So yeah. so 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 we do we often do these kind of trips like you know go there. Uh, in the morning and uh, come back at night. (laughs) Day
0: trip. Yeah, you could do it it from Jakarta to Jakarta, right? I mean, you could do it certainly to KL. I mean, it's an hour, isn't it? You can do the trip. It's possible. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's possible. It's possible to do that with KL, with Jakarta, even with Ho Chi Minh. Uh, and yeah. the only challenge with Jakarta is probably the traffic. So right, right. I you mean, might it's not an get back on time. Exactly. It's an hour
0: to Jakarta <laughs> and then three hours to get to your meeting in Jakarta, isn't it? The traffic's just incredible. I mean, that, yeah. that, okay. So that, that neatly sort of brings us to something I wanted to ask you is that, mm. you know, what, what's interesting about you, Jangan, is that, you know, you're building and running an accelerator in Singapore. But you are actually an entrepreneur. And this is interesting because not everybody that runs an accelerator is an entrepreneur. Often they come from large corporates. They, you know, have worked maybe in the investment side of the world. But, you know, you have this sort of interesting um, episode in your, your journey where you founded Easy Taxi. Mm-hmm. In Singapore, tell us a little bit about that because you know that must have been an interesting ride for you, and maybe you know for people who that was, don't that understand li- the, the background, maybe you can sort of paint a picture of what the scene was like back in 2013.
1: That that was literally a ride, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah. So um, so 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 actually, Easy Taxi was uh, was part of Rocket Internet and. Uh, what happened was uh, was I was graduating from my uh, business school yeah. and I was in France, so so I was thinking, okay, what I should do next? Then then I was uh, I was living I was sharing an apartment with a Brazilian guy who was uh, was amazing by the way, and he said, okay, uh, I know Rocket just invested in this company called Easy Taxi in Brazil, yeah. and uh, talk to them, they might be interested in sort of also also doing that in Asia. Hmm. that's how everything got started and had like multiple chats with them over the course of, of a day and uh, and a decision was made that okay, l- let's try it with the, with, with Singapore and right. uh, gradually move to, to, to other countries in, in Southeast Asia.
0: So that actually came from Brazil, the idea, the technology uh, the, the
1: idea I mean uh, the idea can be like anywhere, right? Because right, right. Uh, now we, we're, we're in the world that okay we, we, we have idea in the US I mean People in other markets see that and they copy it. And so, so, so yeah. So, so, so the uh, the idea for this and, and the technology team actually came came from Brazil. That's Had quite a quite a quite a quite experience dealing with the tech team in Brazil. Right, right. Did you bring them across yeah. from Brazil
0: to Singapore, or I mean, that no, must we didn't.
1: be. No, yeah. we didn't because uh, because they had to support um, uh, Lucky America as well. Yeah. So so yeah. So what what interesting? Um, twelve to thirty hours time difference depending yeah, yeah, on yeah. which season of the year and uh, and and huge huge cultural differences.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's very hard, isn't it? When you twelve hours time difference, it means that you can't jump on the phone easily and just chat with somebody, which is it makes up for a lot when you have a remote team, isn't it? You know that ability just to say, hey, can we just have a quick chat?
1: it is it is and uh, and because because actually if you think about the taxi app is is actually fairly complex it involves different pieces uh, yeah. so 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 there was one instance where we we, sort, we were sort of one of, the, one of the earliest to to adopt mobile payment in, in southeast asia and uh, we were dealing with the with the with the tech, uh, with, with the bank tech team in hong kong and uh, the um, the payment gateway team in europe yeah and, and our payment tech team is in Brazil and our operation team is in Singapore. Oh, well, yeah. So, so, so when anything happened, we had to be on a call and we had to make sure that nobody goes to sleep because if this doesn't go <laughs> to sleep, that sort of completely changed the dynamics. Well, the co-founders
0: don't go to sleep, right? I think in that situation. So, w- you know,
1: <laughs> if a startup came to you now
0: in, in Singapore with Momentum Works and said, Hey, look, mm-hmm. we've got a development team in South America, payments team in North America, and, you know, we're, we're based in Singapore. Do you think, okay, fine, this might work out, I've got a bit of experience in this, or do, do alarm bells ring in your mind?
1: Uh, I would say alarm bill, um, bells. I would, I would certainly see that it's interesting because if you manage to put, put together a team across um, different geographies, it's, yeah. uh, it's in itself a, a fit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so if, if you can if you make it work, that's even great. So so I would be keen to see how, how they make it work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of mm. the things I found from talking to founders on Asia mm. Tech Podcast, especially in this situation. And a lot of them in Asia have, you know, teams all over Asia which maybe cover two or three different time zones. And, mm-hmm. you know, they may have clients in the US as well. Is that the challenge is for the founders is that because founders tend to be control freaks, and I say mm-hmm. that as well being a founder, so I think an yeah. authority on being a control freak is yeah. that, you know, like you say, we kind of follow the business round the sun, you know, and we end up not sleeping. It's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? It's that, you know, like when the 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 clients want to speak to you, it's two in the morning. You know, you grab three hours sleep, and you're up ready because you know maybe China or Japan's coming online. Yeah, that must be pretty tough. I mean, it must be a tough time for you for those. Was it two years that you were with Easy
1: Taxi? Uh, almost two years. Um, my 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 worst experience in terms of timing was when I was um, when I was actually visiting um, um, so a team in Chile and mm. uh, so. So it was all interesting. During the day, we go and see, I mean, how they do things and we check out the market and, and stuff. And when I, when I was about to get to sleep at about like 9 or 10 p.m., that's where I started getting like emails, calls, whatever, from Singapore. So, it's <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. not to much for a week. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's what you signed up for though. Okay, so you uh, did... so good experience though. Well, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it also makes you think as well. I mean, how scalable that is as well. I mean, these yeah. are sort of challenges that, you know, we face. It's going back to what you talked about with, Mm. you know, scaling the businesses is actually, you know, sometimes it takes on a different, Mm. you know, life, doesn't it? You know, like a small business, which is just an idea, two guys, an app, Mm. that's easy. But, you know, once you start adding in operations, you really get to understand whether or not those people are actually any good at that. And often they're not, are they? Because, you know, they're creative people, they're sales people. They they don't like getting stuck in the weeds of the business.
1: Yep, 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 yep. And, uh, and, and I think, um, that, that, there's one thing that, um, that, that, that over the course of last, uh, last year and a half or two years when I've been doing the momentum works so that I realized is that lots, lots of entrepreneurs, they, they got so passionate about what they are doing and that they often get too, um, how would I say, too, too indulged yeah. in a, in a daily work that they forgot the, the, the big picture. So for yeah. instance, if you're building a business model, say, food delivery in in Indonesia. And uh, you spend so much time to organize operations, to to do the marketing, then you realize that you have a a big gorilla fighting against you called Gojek, which owns 95% of the market.
0: That's Mm. tough, though, isn't it? Because you, I mean, I see this a lot. I mean, I had on the show recently Blake Mm. Larson from Lala Move. Mm -hmm. You know, and his business has expanded all over. Asia and you know we, we had a similar kind of conversations you know how do you when you grow from being a two man startup to 200 you know h- how do you get out of that comfort zone because you know and remind yourself what the big picture is because you know if you sat in the office in your comfortable high back chair in the corner you know you you, you feel like very successful because you're surrounded by people you see a lot of activity yep so i mean for him himself he was he was going out to taxi ranks you know, and handing yeah. out business cards to taxi drivers. And you thought, well, you know, maybe one of the like the senior execs of a large company like this doesn't need to be doing that. He's got interns who can
1: do that. You need to do that to a certain extent so that you don't lose touch with the ground. And, but of course, I mean, it's up to you to to balance yourself, right? Because you, you, you can't be doing that like eight hours a day for for six days in night oh, week. Yeah. So, <laughs> otherwise you don't have time to do anything else. Yeah,
0: you've got to run a business as well. Yeah. So, uh, okay, tell talk, tell us a little bit about Momentum Works in terms of the model. Do you do traditional batches, um, you know, like a, and do you have demo days?
1: How do you organize yourself? No, we don't, we don't. We just talk to people. <laughs> Right. How, keep, how does that work? Uh, so, so, so I think uh, I think people people came to us and uh, and so usually through through referrals. So people came to us. It could be people who already have a business running. It could be people who just have some ideas. It could be people who, who are not sure who, who who wants to do something but are not sure what they should be right. doing. So 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 we thought about um, we thought about the idea of running batches. Then we sort of realized that doesn't really it sort of limits ourselves right? i mean of course it makes operations easier so you everything is, follows a schedule but uh, but um, but but i think we, we want some kind of flexibility because uh, the, the people and the companies we're dealing with are um are different mm-hmm. and uh, so 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 really people came to us and um, and uh, we sort of ha- have a lengthy chat or sometimes like multiple chats. And uh, then we, if we think this is something which is worthwhile doing, mm-hmm. then we see what kind of resources we can contribute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so there have been instances, instances that that actually companies come to us saying that hey, we want to explore this new market. Do you want to build a joint venture with us? And 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 we, we did some evaluation about our capabilities, and we said okay, we can do that. Mm-hmm. So, so of course we put together some money and they put together some money, then form a joint venture. We right. also have instances where people can come to us saying that, hey, I know exactly what I'm doing, I just need money. Right. <laughs> they would look at that, and they will talk to the guy. And um, and if there's sufficient trust, if we believe in the business model, and uh, we said, okay, here's a bit of money, not too much, but it's enough to last you for for the next six or six to nine months. And um, and uh, off you around. If you need any, any help, come back yeah. to us. Or not. Otherwise, just leave us alone. So <laughs> yeah, right. No,
0: sometimes that's great, isn't it? I mean, if if they know what they're doing and you're confident, all you need to do is help
1: them scale. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and if you need introductions, we can help. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it also helps that um, that one of our um, uh, key investors is uh, is co-founder of Alibaba, so we are sort of kind of connected to the yeah. investor ecosystem. Well,
0: so, yeah, exactly, that that plugs you into the world, doesn't it? You know, when you're mm-hmm. when you're onto the the Alibaba train, then you know you have access to everybody.
1: Uh, it's it, it's individual, so that that's okay because it still keeps us away from the from from, from the juggernaut of Alibaba as a machine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it gives us it gives us enough exposure and uh, to, to 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 first, um, I mean, of course, money, and mm. second, um, the wealth of knowledge of what really happened in China over the last um, fifteen to twenty years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. I want to ask you about mm. the the kind of companies that you've accelerated if i can use that word but you've helped build um you know Mm -hmm. can you sort of share with us any kind of details typical kind of companies ones that you remember ones that have graduated if you i know know you don't do the traditional batch model but Mm -hmm. i'm using that sort of language so people might be able to understand it a bit better
1: Mm -hmm. so sure um so 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 for instance i mean i I just give you a few examples and there there's this guy um from India who came to us like a year ago and he said I mean he's running a business cross-border e-commerce and uh, He needs money hmm. and we look at his uh, his business and then we look at his competitors and we said, okay There's no way I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you any money right. <laughs> and uh, and but but the good thing is that uh, The good thing is that we we asked him saying that hey um, keep us updated about what's going on and he actually did and every month he sent us like very clear Update about I mean, how things are going. What? How has mm-hmm. his thought evolved? Etc. 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 And uh, and and after like almost half a year, we said, okay, fine. I mean, we have spoken with this guy a lot. We trust him, and we know we, we think uh, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a bit of risk in that, but uh, but yeah, let's let's put some money and support him. So yeah, so so that's one one model. Mm-hmm. So so we we'll put some money and uh, we sort of um he, he 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 comes to singapore once every two months and we we'll sort of always sit down and discuss about strategy and stuff so 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 that that's kind of that, that's kind of low touch for us but, mm. uh, but but it's sufficient because we we know that he 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 has a plan he knows yeah. how to execute he just needs help um so uh, as and when he needs help, so mm. so, so 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 we just do that. And uh, I think the company is growing quite well, at least from what I've seen on LinkedIn. Because you know LinkedIn premium premium, there's this function where you can check. I mean, how has the the, the company's the employee mm. count mm. uh, increased or decreased over the years? So 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 I think that the company is doing fairly well.
0: What was the name of the company, Jangan? Unimart. Unimart. Okay. All right. Yeah,
1: it's it's still very early stage, but uh, but uh, they are quite ambitious and. Right. um oh, they yeah. they're, they're based in India, so he's. They're based in India. Okay. Yeah. So 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 there's one story which really really impressed yeah. me, and he's uh, because because it took them a while to raise this round of funding, and uh, mm. and, and for for about four months, four five, five months I can't can't remember, can't remember the exact, but uh, they 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 had they had a bit of cash crunch. Mm. So you, you know what they did. First, they cut everyone's salary by a third. Yeah. And wow. the, the founder was so good that that, that he, he managed to to explain to each person and align with each. And there are like 30 odd people. So mm. each person, and nobody left. And everybody said, okay, let's do it.
0: Yeah. That's a good yeah. test, isn't it?
1: It's, and not everyone can do that. Yeah. yeah. I think mo- most, most entrepreneurs I've encountered find it hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, it's all, it also helped that uh, this founder was in the navy for um, for eight years before that, and he was right. commander. So yeah, well, I mean,
0: maybe he's a leader. You know, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah, a leader yeah. of people and can yeah, communicate yeah, yeah, a vision.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, there's another example, which is a project that we are actually doing now, and uh, for, for for this project, we we sort of we know a few guys who who are in the uh, the halal, the the, the 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 Muslim e-commerce space. Yeah and uh, And each of them have experience in different areas. one of them have experience with uh with the uh the 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 uh, the certification boards the, the the sort of authority kind of stuff, and another person has really good experience with cross border trade trend financing and logistics mm. and there's there's another person who is <laughs> really good with the finance part of it mm. mm-hmm. so 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 we've been talking and then we said okay tell t- tell you what let's let's form a team." And you guys just do whatever you are doing the best, and of course, among the three, one thing will become the CEO, and uh, and we, we we put together the rest. Right, right. We, did we, did we you help the, them put together the team as well? We put together. I mean, yeah, the entire team.
0: Right. Okay. So, the whoever originally came to you, the founder, came to you. Did he did he say to you, Hey, look, you know, I need help finding co-founders. Can you help put all this together for me? Because you know, I wonder. Some, sometimes accelerators say, Look, don't come to us
1: unless you've got the right team. Um, he said he needed help in execution because, right. uh, because he knows some of the pieces, but he felt that the other pieces are missing. Yeah. And, uh, so we put money and we put a team yeah. and, uh, and, and of course we see us as, as uh, as, as part of the co-founding team. That's why we sort of own a bit of. Higher equity than 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 what accelerator would usually demand.
0: Right. Okay. Is, is that mm-hmm. sort of you know for you? It's an interesting model. And I guess you know you're, you're you have access to Malaysia and Indonesia on your doorstep, which are large mm-hmm. Muslim markets as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting model, isn't it? I, I wonder, you know, that you have that business. You have the business base in India. You're quite non-traditional compared to mm-hmm. the a lot of accelerators tend to only. Well, I mean, you look at the Y combinator model. They tend to only deal with companies who are within ten miles of their office, right? You, mm-hmm. of, you know, I wonder if that's because of your background. You've lived all over the world, and you're just kind of more open to opportunities,
1: or, or rather, it's because we don't want to link ourselves to a particular geography, particular area, and no. that I think I think we'll, we'll get bored that way, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, like a challenge,
1: but, um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but but I think. I think for, for this particular business and two other businesses what we are doing, it's, it's some, somewhat between, um, between what Rocket Internet is doing, which, yeah, which yeah. they own typically 90% of the businesses, uh, 90% of the equity, uh, to what Accelerator is typically doing, which, which, which they own between like 5 to 12% of the equity. Right. So it's somewhere, it's somewhere in between. And, uh, I think it really has to, to depend on the individual cases where there's, whether there's sufficient trust. Mm. In a team, and uh, and and with a sufficient commitment for yeah. e- for each member of the team, including ourselves.
0: So, I mean, that's interesting. That that's that sort of market middle ground where you're in. You you talked about the accelerator model. Who, I mean, there there are, mm-hmm. n- there are not many pure play accelerators around. Very successful ones. I mean, there are the 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 corporate PR ones, for example. But that's that's a different animal entirely, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, we you yeah. can go into that.
1: <laughs> if KPIs. get the ice?
0: Yeah, exactly. That that exists. And then you have the rocket internet model, which is where, I mean, for those, especially, you know, I think observers, a lot of our listeners are outside of Asia as well, are trying to understand Asia. You know, mm-hmm. a rocket would come in, they, they're from Germany originally, right? They would come into mm. Asia and build businesses and really be like a a startup studio in some way wouldn't hmm. they they would they would say right here's the model we'll we'll bankroll the whole thing we'll put the team together we'll just get some sort of entrepreneurial people and drop them into this this system right and that yeah, worked yeah, very yeah. well like with foodpanda yeah. and so on so but there's that middle ground which you're you're talking about what, do you, I mean is there anybody else sort of occupying that middle ground in asia that, or anybody in the world that you sort of look at and think yeah that's a great model
1: I think I think there are there 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 are quite a few um what we call venture builders. Yeah. So 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 people who who, who come out with ideas like no as you described like a startup studio. So they come out with ideas. They find teams teams to do that. I think that there, there, there are a few here in Singapore who are doing that. I mean, there's um I think a Japanese investment firm that they just find funders, but they own like significant equity, probably like. Um, I think I a very large majority of the equity, so yeah. they find people, they execute the team. So, so yeah, I think I think. That, oh yeah, there are also like a, some some rocket alumni trying to do things in different ways. Oh, there's lots so of you also, guys all over. <laughs> so 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 it's interesting to see how people are experimenting yeah. with uh, different models, trying to find some 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 middle ground between what rocket. I mean. We all know what's the 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 positive sides of uh, rocket business model, and yeah. we all know the flaws. So 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 everyone is sort of, and at least four or five of us trying to do things differently. Yeah. And uh, I would say that okay, um our niche is probably because we are fairly well connected uh, to the ecosystem in China. So yeah. Yeah. so so, so that, that that allows us to to, to, to take step back from, 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 the operations to see, I mean, from a picture, picture, picture point of view. I mean, for instance, if we do something fintech mm. and w- we know exactly how Alipay became what it is today. And what, 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 what would, what would the key success factors and which are the products which make money, which are the products which don't make money and which are, I mean, how they did KYC and et cetera, et cetera. So, so I think that kind of um, exposure, so gives us uh, some, some good edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about China then. Do you spend a lot of time going backwards and forwards in China?
1: Um. The, the record for this, the track record for this year is once every six weeks. Right. Okay. We we have to because otherwise you sort of lose touch with the market. I mean, Absolutely. every month new things coming up. Six weeks month, is a long yeah. time
0: in China, right? <laughs> you it know, things is, move is, so fast. Uh, where do, where do is, you go? Are you back
1: to Shanghai mostly? Um, usually Beijing and Hangzhou. Right. Hangzhou is Alibaba HQ, isn't it? Honjo's Alibaba HQ and uh, this there's this 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 one thing which is really interesting about Hanjo is that because over the last twenty years Alibaba has created and um, has trained so much talent. Yeah. And many of them made enough money through their equity options. Yeah. And, and, and and they went out to do their own businesses. Right. It's so like
0: that, the PayPal scenario, isn't it? It's yeah, kind of a repeat yeah, of
1: that. Yes. It's almost like mafia. So there's this, um, yeah. there, there, there's this. Uh, I mean, it's not even one. It's like stretch of uh, of buildings uh, alongside a national park, not far from an Alibaba campus, and yeah. uh, and it's like tons tons of startup companies. They're usually funded by ex Alibaba people, You're right? And uh, founded and funded by, by by senior big weeks of Alibaba. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> this is what I think. outsiders to Asia, don't. Get so much because it's not talked <clears throat> about a lot, isn't it? It's just, you know, a lot of people outside of Asia still see China, particularly as, you know, like cheap knockoffs and, you know, shoes and garments and so on. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's so much happening in building out that infrastructure, isn't there? You mean, you're, and obviously you've got the capital side of things, like, I mean, mm-hmm. Alibaba, how much cash do these guys have? But you also yeah. have like, that network as well, where you, I, I think, you know, for any, For any ecosystem to grow, you have to have that second generation come through who are often people who have taken their stock options, like you say, or people who Mm -hmm. have exited, who go back Mm -hmm. into the ecosystem and invest, you know, risk Mm -hmm. capital effectively. You know, these people aren't saying, oh, you know, why should I invest a million when I can stick it into a a shopping center, right? Or, you know, an office block. So these people are willing to take risks. We're really starting to see that in Asia now. And uh, you see, I mean, just out of, you know, what's going on, I know you're you're global, but you're based in Singapore. Are you starting yep. to see China and that coming to Singapore? Is it tangible?
1: It is fairly tangible, and uh, so 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 first, um, Singapore is um, it's um, it's it's put it that way. So once you've made your fortune, once you've made your fame in in, in China. And uh it's fairly natural for you to think about okay how where where do you pick as uh as as offshore country or city to live in right and uh i think I think Singapore is becoming more and more attractive compared yeah. to Hong Kong, so to say that <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean you mm. know and uh, and and of course with these people when these people came came and they brought their 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 wealth. They brought with their their experience, and sometimes they, they they brought their people as well to to create new businesses. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and we've seen uh, seen a few cases where where where, where where well, people from China came here and invest a few million into a business, which they think they could replicate from from their experience in China with the team they brought over from China. Yeah. But of course, this is very challenging because uh, because the markets are so different, and many of them are learning the hard lessons. But yeah. uh, but I think I think overall it's healthy for the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, it, it, there's a story here, isn't it? And I think you know what's fascinating about your story, Jangad, is you're sort of in that because because you. Lived all over the world, and you've worked in more countries than most people could even mm-hmm. name. And you speak so many languages, you, you are that group of that sort of class of people who have the ability to live and work anywhere. So you, you gravitated towards Singapore. We, mm-hmm. We're now started seeing this this Chinese talent moving to Singapore as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a very interesting story as well. I mean, we talked about Alibaba as an example, mm-hmm. and the, that sort of Alibaba mafia as well, you know. Um, in, yeah you know, in good terms as well. I mean, you know, like the PayPal mafia, they've, they've done a lot of good as well. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I've read, for example, in, in recent months, there's a lot of, a, I wouldn't call it a brain drain, but, you know, Alibaba, for example, when they're setting up their their AI campus, their, their center of excellence, they, w- they would poach professors and like, you know, researchers from US top universities, because mm-hmm. they could afford to pay them. They could promise them with 10X projects. Yep. Something really interesting is happening, I think, that we kind of haven't been able to identify it yet. And especially in the West, they they haven't really sort of noticed too much of it yet. But there is a massive shift of talent to Asia and in mm-hmm. Singapore. I know you talked mm-hmm. about the Chinese as well. I mean, are you seeing on the ground sort of a different type of entrepreneur in Singapore now?
1: Well, I think uh, Alibaba has this... Natural advantage when they try to attract people, and because because they're a new company, they're sort of flexible, yeah. and uh, and typical piece when when they go, e- even when they came to the universities of Singapore, when they when they pitched to these uh, these uh, Chinese researchers, saying hey, join us. You are going to play with like hundred times more data than what you are playing with now, yeah. and of course, for data scientists, even even if that means a pay cut, he would be happy to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not
1: to mention that Alibaba actually has the has lots of money to pay them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, add add to that as well, Jiangan, that look, you yeah. know, if you're collecting that data, you don't have to sit in front of Congress and explain why. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the problem, isn't oh, it? For... Yeah,
1: that's 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 actually a, a, a big thing, because because in China the the, the privacy laws are not that strict. I mean, yeah. you will get there. Uh, sooner or later, but 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 between now and then, when when, when the legislation is not that strict, yeah. companies build capabilities based on that. They You're analyze right. data, they collect the data, they make they make use of the data. So 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 I think I think by the time that the regulators in, in China ca- um, catch up with those in the West, I mean the companies in China would have already learned a lot from the data yeah. they've collected.
0: You're so right that that you know w- whether or not it's right or wrong, it gives them a massive competitive advantage, doesn't it? I mean if if you look at yeah. AI, smart cities, IoT. All yep. these sort of, you know, even down to retail, like you would know, like e commerce, it's like it's so much about that experience and collecting data and so on. But you look at what Ab- Alibaba's doing in retail mm-hmm. compared to, you know, people from outside Asia would be surprised, like, if they go to one of those Alibaba stores? And, you know, that, so much of that is to do with their understanding of user behavior, of buying patterns. You know, they've mm-hmm. collected data, which, like you say, many data scientists could only dream of. And that gives these Asian companies a massive advantage. Which I think we're do- not quite ready for in in the US or Europe. We don't really understand how far they've progressed.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think one thing with uh, with with the regulators is that uh, I mean I think they are facing with enormous challenges because this this kind of new things keep coming up, challenging what they they, they previous understand how things should be, yeah. and yet they have to come out with things um, like very oh, oh, very quickly to to make sure first innovation is still fostered. And second, um, it doesn't go towards the excessive side of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so so, so, it's it's fairly, fairly big challenge. And uh, from, from what, what I have seen, I think people outside China don't really know enough what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be, I mean, th- th- there could be consequences of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there are already, I think, and it's happening, isn't it? But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like, people like yourselves are building those bridges. Mm-hmm. And, and helping people understand it a bit better. And hopefully, you know, podcasts like this is help people understand. I want people to listen and go, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've got to, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, if you're interested in China and the Chinese market, and like you say, like those data scientists is, you know, they, they can only sort of dream of those figures that you talk about. Is that Well, well yeah. you know, Singapore is a great soft landing spot, isn't it? It's a great sort of in-between. Like if you come from Silicon Valley Mm-hmm. you know may- maybe going to Shanghai might be a bit of a challenge for you you know lifestyle might be a bit of a change and so i not, not too mm-hmm. different but Singapore is going to be a lot similar to what you're used to and a great a connectivity lot more
1: comfortable,
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. let's talk about I mean just sort of in rounding up you know like mm-hmm. we, we talked a lot about the the market and we've learned a bit about your model as well and you mm-hmm. you are different to the standard accelerator you found that niche and you're you're sort of exploring that which is great and you know mm-hmm. you you're building out your own ecosystem as well. What what kind of startups would you want to see walk through the door of Momentum Works? What's the sort of, I I know it varies, but if somebody walked through and they had this kind of product or this kind of setup, you know, would you Mm -hmm. want really early stage, later stage? Would you want them to have uh, a prototype? Would you want them to have just an idea? I mean, what sort
1: of works really well with your model? I think... um, I think we haven't put like any like you know um, checklist in writing, but uh, but 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 we're generally open to talking to people. And what I mean, um, the ones which we find I mean good to work with in different capacity are the ones who who first obviously very passionate about what what they are doing, mm. and second also understands okay what's going on in the world. Like you no know, how. How is what you, you, you are doing versus what others are doing in the same market or versus what other people are doing in the US or in China? Mm-hmm. So, so having that, that, that kind of, um, how would I say it? Strategic openness to, 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 to ideas, to what's going on elsewhere, mm-hmm. to, to the big picture. I think that helps a lot because that's, that's not something which can be, I mean, I don't think that's something which can be easily instilled in people. You, yes, you either get yeah. it or you don't yeah.
0: yeah. oh, 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 you took the words out of my mouth I wanted to ask you about that because mm-hmm. okay so how, when you look at somebody coming through in the team or it could be a single founder you're looking for that openness to the world you can't really train that can you it's, it's difficult isn't it it's a lifetime training somebody to think like that where, where does it come from do you look for, in, if somebody had you know crossed borders lived in different countries speaks different languages what do you look for in their background and their story
1: I think um, I think background is one thing, but it's really really that that that, that we, we, we we are having the conversation with that person or that group group of individuals whether there's this disconnect mm. that that can build trust. That whether you trust that they know what they are doing, and you trust that that they that they are flexible enough to to respond to whatever the market is throwing at them, because because many business models, I mean, even our business model, I mean, sort of evolved shifted uh, over the years, and yeah. so 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 I, I think I I, I, won't, I won't have that um, that feel in people, right? I mean, so 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 so, so on. The one hand, you you know what um, you're sort of passionate about driving things through. On the other hand, you are flexible enough. You listen to what people tell you and you are smart enough to internalize those information and yeah. come out with your own conclusion in a logical manner.
0: Right. That's the sweet and, and spot. I,
1: isn't it? Yeah. I think, I, I think what I, I really can't tolerate about certain people is, is lack of logic, whatever they do. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So what do you mean by that?
1: So, so, so of course people tell you, I mean, people tell you stories, right? Okay. I want to do this and yeah. in order to do this, I need this, 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 and here are the market um, uh, conditions. And and it can be out, it can be different from what you have heard before, but it has to be logically linked, right? between right, right. Where they want to do and what they are doing now. Right, right.
0: You got to have the evidence
1: and, that it is the right thing yeah, to do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So 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 things of of course can change over the course of uh, implementation because of different factors, changes in the market, different responses and stuff, and they like adapt. But uh, but there has to be clear logic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to talk to Jangan, don't sit in front of him and come out with some BS. Like, that will soon get you out of the door. Soon, quicker out of the door than, you know, you could imagine. But I, I like the fact about your story as well, is that, you know, talking about logic, when you left <laughs> Rocket Internet... One of the things you said is, uh, I think this is so important. It kind of also reflects about that keeping it real discussion that we have. But mm-hmm. I suppose in a way, it's logic that you went and looked at a whole bunch of startups. I think you said like you looked around thirty-five startups over a period mm-hmm. of weeks, and you mm-hmm. just kind of was that sort of a logic gathering exercise to kind of really understand and feel what was going on. And I mean, because I think that's such an important thing for a founder to do: just go out there and see and spend time researching and being with people.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, it's it sort of it, if you are smart enough, and you need to take all these cues from the market, right? And uh, and and then form your judgment. And mm-hmm. it, it, so 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 for instance, um, I, I have seen people come to me saying that, hey, um, we've done all this research about this particular market. Here's a conclusion. And mm-hmm. then I was telling them, well, I mean, if I didn't do any of this research, I could still come to this conclusion. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any, any bad uh, added to the research you did. Right. And that makes me worry because, uh, because you might be like detached from the market.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's probably more yeah. a case of I had this conclusion. And I went out and did some research just to justify it, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. That, that's I mean, sort which, of the
0: illogical approach to which,
1: a startup. Which I, I've, I've not really worked in corporates before, which I heard is fairly common in corporates, but of right. course I've never worked there, so I can't yeah. really on that.
0: Well, you know, there's a big thing to said to be said for going out and challenging your assumptions, isn't it? And like, you know, it's like getting your backpack on and going and seeing something, and you, like you mm-hmm. did with the startups, you did the 35 startups, you learned a lot mm-hmm. about what was going on, and in <laughs> the same way, like yourself you're not afraid to go out and be in different countries and different cultures that's right out of your comfort zone it's scary for some people but i guess that really challenges the way you think about things constantly isn't it it might be a bit tiring for people but yep i think you absolutely need to do this if you're in the startup world
1: yep this it sort of gets you i mean first of, of, of course we get out of your usual environment and um, for like, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks, we come back, usually have a different perspective because yeah. you sort of, you, you, you sort of t- t- take yourself to, towards a higher dimension where there, there's your reality and someone else's reality. Yeah. we compared to two and we just, 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 just project that back to your reality and, and, and you see things with a different perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I, totally. I mean, I, I was in, Just before I came down to uh, uh, Thailand, I was in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been to Shanghai for a year. I know you talk about six weeks in China, but I hadn't been for a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I had some good contacts in Shanghai, but uh, I was just blown away by that sense of openness. And, you know, that really challenged my assumptions about Shanghai and China is that, you know, I go to Shanghai and you can just have meetings, meetings. People want to meet you, talk to you. You want to do a podcast with you. It's just sort of that fluidity that you kind of assume is what makes Silicon Valley great, right? But you yep. can't you can't get that unless you actually go there. Like your sort of your, your reality that you you talk about is that you know until you actually go there, you don't really know what it's like, yeah. and you just have to go and just feel it for yourself.
1: Yep. So, 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 for instance, if, 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 if you haven't uh, paid for your breakfast with WeChat, it's very hard for you to, <laughs> to know exactly how that works. Right, you right, hear, yeah, yeah. read about all these articles about how great it is, but, uh, but it's very hard for you to feel, to, to have a real feel if you, if you don't actually go there and try yourself.
0: Absolutely. No, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Jangan, just before we finish, I'm sure. Mm-hmm some people listening may be interested in reaching out to you and, you know, may be interested in Momentum Works and what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, what mm-hmm. would be the best sort of format for doing it? Is it simply just to ping you an email, or do, is there a preferred way that
1: you'd like people to approach you? I think email is good. Um, yeah, so I, I actually do check my email. Sometimes I respond late, but I do check my email. Right, right. But that's, a, that's a <laughs> and, sort of best –
0: because some people say, like, with you know, VCs, for example, they only want to go through introductions, right? But with you, with accelerators, you're sort of a bit more open.
1: I'm 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 open so we we don't really set, I mean we're not the easy uh, so so we we, we 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 don't like you know limit ourselves too much and uh, and also there's this one thing which we started doing um from last October so we said because so many people asking us the same questions and so many people want to know about China and so many Chinese want to know about outside China so 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 we started the blog and um, and we, were I mean we have a team of about 20 now so so each of us would write something like once every four weeks so, 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 just our thoughts about on you know, the market, mm. big picture, and uh, and about you know, why 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 Alibaba is doing things in a certain way, or why this company is is buying that company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so it's um, yeah. So it's, it's a good uh, it's starting point. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's it, on the
0: Momentum Works website.
1: Yeah, it's um, we, we could we call the block the lowdown. down. So right. the the URLs TLD like low down dot momentum dot asia. So yeah. we actually we. It's very interesting because once we started writing this, we thought, I mean, just the random sharing, and if people ask us two basic questions, so we can just yeah. shoot them the blog post and just go and read it. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, uh, but yeah, it has. Um, I mean, the readership has grown quite a lot, and uh, yeah. So, so, and, and people ask ask us interesting questions after reading the blog.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good starting point, isn't it? I mean, if you're mm. a startup and you're interested in talking to. Jangan and his team there, then, you know, maybe maybe the best starting point is to look at the blog, read read the kind of things that you're writing about, what interests you, because it's so important. Like you said, you know, like uh, getting a feel for the founder and, you know, whether you can trust them. A, have they done their homework? Have they read about you and your portfolio and the people, you know, your sort of investment thesis and so on? And B, you know, do they connect with the kind of issues that you're interested in as well? So, I mean, that would be a good starting point. Read that blog, find something that really connects with you and then reach out to Jiangen and his team.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Excellent, it's been great. Jiangen, real pleasure. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing your journey with us today and, you know, your insights on not just uh, Singapore, but also China and the world. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, please come back on. We'd love to have you back on in six months and, and share an update with us.
1: Sure. Why not? Uh, thanks for having me here. And uh, it's always a great, great pleasure to share.
0: Excellent. Zhang Ali, everybody, founder of Momentum Works. That's MomentumWorks.asia. we we'll put all the details in the show. notes. and go check out his blog as well.
1: You've been listening to
0: Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.